Good morning. This is the Marriage Talk podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in for this morning's uh episode. This morning we have a beautiful conversation that's going to be aired all the way from Trivandrum. This is uh, a conversation that I had with Dr. John and Hannah. They are lead pastors of World Impact Community Church in Trivandrum and they also lead a ministry by the name Trotby. they have been such a great blessing to me and my wife and uh, to our church whenever they have come here and they have been great voices apostolic voices over our nation and it's a good conversation whenever we get to talk to uh, leaders like this and get into their heart get into seeing how they do their marriage how they do their relationship with their spouses and their children And so I really hope that this conversation will be a blessing to you. If you have any questions, if you have any uh, prayer requests with regards to your marriage, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, drop me an email. My email ID is info at pastorpriji.com, or you can just uh, send me a WhatsApp message. It's eight zero eight eight zero three four seven seven four, and we are going to definitely pray for you and stand in the gap for you. God bless you. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Have a beautiful time listening to it. Welcome to our podcast Dr. John and Hannah. It is our privilege to have you on this uh, podcast and I hope that this conversation will be a blessing to everybody that is listening to us. Would you like to just take a moment to greet our listeners? Hello everybody. Uh it's a joy for myself and uh, Pastor Hannah both of us uh, to come to you today with some of the thoughts that we're going to be sharing or just getting to talk together about wonderful things about marriage and things like that. So I'm excited to be here. And yeah, and I hope that this time will be uh, useful and fruitful for everyone that's listening. Amen. Uh just to introduce the both of you, how long have you been married, Pastor? Um 17 years. Uh almost yeah 17, 17 years. plus now 17 plus years and and all these 17 years you've been in the ministry or uh, how how how's uh, your journey been together yeah he was in the ministry when we got married uh, i was working till about 4 years ago mm-hmm. and i joined him full time in the ministry that's amazing yeah. and <laughs> and you have two children yeah we have two children she's a, we've been in the ministry in terms of serving god right with right. the job or whatever she's been also serving uh, right from our college days we've mm. been very involved in ministry mm. uh the jobs we we taken up or the things we've done are only mm. things that happen along the way ministry was always part of our life we were right. serving god right uh even through med school days both of us would be in the villages you know, sharing the gospel or in wow. our own way in our own yeah. little, in our yeah. own little way yeah yeah and 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 uh, in the initial phase you were serving in north india right uh, together uh, how long was that well um, i think north india i went in the year 98 mm-hmm. the end of 98 we got married in 2002 mm-hmm. and um, and then she of course she just joined me in the mission back there right. to north and from to, we were, we were there in the north together all the way to 2008 So mm-hmm. for me it was 10 years and for her it was probably in 6 years. And then and you moved to Trivandrum. Then we moved to Trivandrum. Uh, we were we were we were in uh, central India, Madhya Pradesh, and then in Bihar at the Nepal border. Mm. And uh, we served the Lord there. As the work was growing, we just sensed the Lord was asking us to come back to our base in Trivandrum where we are today. Right. And uh, and so today we are uh, we have work in different places but we are operating out of Trivandrum. 
mm-hmm. uh, where we planted church and uh, shepherding people and mm-hmm. and also leading the ministries that we different ministries that we lead that's yeah. amazing mm-hmm. that's amazing and and and, and you have two children a daughter and yes, a son we have a daughter who's uh, 13 and a son who is 11 amazing amazing <laughs> so so pastors if i have to ask you this what what is the vision of your family what is the vision of uh, your marriage if uh, very early in our marriage we got together i think um, even as we we did get married both of us loved god and god has been a very very key factor in both our lives we mm. encountered christ loved the lord we served the lord mm. in whatever we could so by the time we got married um serving god was part of that marriage mission at least and i don't know whether our home uh, is a normal christian home as compared to what many others would think we think mm. it's normal mm. but for many others uh, the dreams or visions or things we purpose as a vision for our marriage is not necessarily something that a lot of people uh, who come to church uh, look Find at it. as mission for yeah. our vision or mission a lot of people would consider vision for marriage uh, as companionship mm-hmm. for us companionship is one of it mm-hmm. but it's not the be all and end all of marriage mm-hmm. uh, it would be a lot more so when we were getting married mm-hmm. we both were very clear that we wanted to serve god together mm-hmm. i love the fact that she loved the word of god she was mm-hmm. quite strong in 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 the in the knowledge of the word even then she loved the lord loved the word i loved god i loved the word i loved mm-hmm. serving god i was very passionate i was full of energy uh doing things for the lord so when we were coming together we were very we talked about it and we said we want to spend the rest of our life serving god together mm-hmm. and so unlike many homes where companionship is the primary and uh, oftentimes the only mm-hmm. thing that people look for mm-hmm. for us it was both the everything was driven around uh, wanting to finish well and run our course and right and of course there were other things that added that were part of it but this was fundamentally an agreed thing we agreed on mm-hmm. that this was what our life was going to be all about beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. dr hannah how about you what do you um yeah i think um, within the first year we had decided that our family would uh, we we wrote it down that we would be a family after god's heart mm-hmm. and that has kind of uh, kept us going all these years to keep coming back to that one vision mm. in every decision we make uh, that our family is all about god's heart mm. uh, so i think that was our vision uh, that may not be you know every couple's vision or um, or you know desire but for us that was really big uh, and i think that vi- uh, keeping that vision early on in marriage has helped us uh, constantly focus back okay this is this is what, what we, we are together for mm-hmm. uh, yes we love being with each other but uh, we we want to follow god's heart so i think it's great for every couple to really look at you know why are they together mm-hmm. you, know, you know what uh, through this marriage uh, yes we enjoy being together but uh, is there a greater purpose mm-hmm. for our marriage and it's it would be, it's great for every couple to have a vision mm-hmm. uh, something that they're going together for in mm-hmm. marriage Yeah. that's true now even for you know guys or girls who are yet to be married how important is for them to understand and ask for each other's vision for life you know and i uh, i feel most people don't have a vision mm. um be it small or big mm. uh in fact when i say don't have a vision i mean to say they don't have uh, maybe a god centered vision mm-hmm. everybody has a vision mm. the vision can be uh companionship can be the vision mm. 
my spouse is going to earn some money and that's going I'm going to have a comfortable life that might be an unspoken vision mm-hmm. that marrying you might give me an un- a, a, a comfortable life uh, a vision maybe marrying you may give me a job in another foreign nation so mm-hmm. everybody has a vision mm-hmm. comfortable life finances mm-hmm. all of that uh, for us we uh, earlier on in our marriage the first year of marriage we sat down and wrote down what is our mission and what is our vision mm-hmm. we wanted to know both mm-hmm. Uh, for us the vision statement we put together is that we want to be a family after god's own heart so mm. everything mm. that god wanted is what we wanted right so when we agreed on that then what we wanted mattered very little to us anymore mm. where we stayed didn't matter mm. uh, we we wouldn't we didn't think we could make that decision mm-hmm. we can mm. in our homes and families and all we are leaders at home mm. uh, but nevertheless we submitted that to the foot of the cross mm-hmm. uh, what we ate what we how we lived how much money we work earned where what kind of jobs we did everything mm-hmm. we submitted it right away in mm-hmm. fact uh, we wrote down a mission statement mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the mission statement that we wrote down was the 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 house of the vision how do we actually see this vision mm-hmm. to be a family after god's own heart right and so we wrote down a vision statement i just want to read that out to you it says to love and honor god mm. by laying down mm. all our passions our preferences mm. our purposes and our possessions for the greater price of our high and glorious call in christ jesus so that at all times and in all things he will have the preeminence wow that's beautiful see so we we started off by saying we don't own anything we don't have a right or anything we're going to lay it down mm. even though we fully know god wants to give it give us pressed down shaken together to overflowing and in 17 18 years now i think we agree that god outgave us mm-hmm. but uh, we have been blessed more than what we started with right but we chose mm. like daniel and his friends would have said god's going to save us but if he doesn't it's okay yeah so in our homes our wealth we don't in our heart hold on to it mm. considering it is ours mm-hmm. we just believe it's god's we tell mm. our children it's god's mm. uh, and so our whole family the children are growing up mm. they are growing up uh, even last week i was talking with them and i said this home is a house under god mm. he is the captain of our home mm. and i am representing him but we are all following him so we constantly reiterate to the children to ourselves god is the head of this home mm. no one else has that place and as the head of the family that god has planted me i am here to represent god mm. and to pass on his dictates his plans his information i think so very early writing our vision and writing our mission down helped us a lot yeah and there is no perfect vision others who may try to imitate this may come up with a better one or not so good one really doesn't matter as much as we write it down and say this is the heart of this is why god is bringing us together right you know? right right that's amazing for young people that are yet to get married i think it's really important for um people to know what their vision in life is mm. because when two people are are going to get married and because my vision will tell me what direction i'm going to take in life right and if both of us have two totally different directions mm. uh, that's two visions mm. you know which is division you mm. know division mm. and uh, that is a recipe for disaster unless yeah. either one gives up their vision, their vision yeah. you know so i think it's uh, it's great for young people to, who are preparing to get married to know what their vision is and to bring that out on the table when they're you know preparing or when they are considering someone mm. just to see whether 
two visions will you know go together yeah you know, so i think that that is important that's amazing so according to the both of you what is the the whole point and purpose of marriage why do you think god you know caused adam and eve to to come together why did god create the institution of marriage um you know i think god was uh, was genius in his uh, bringing together of uh, man and woman uh, he had so many purposes that he fulfilled by just calling men and a uh, man and woman to come together in marriage uh, the number one of course which we know in his word is uh, companionship and mm. that he saw that it was not good for either for men to be alone yeah. and that he gave him a companion and i think that is uh, probably the basic uh, purpose of every marriage mm. and that uh, you know that that should be there because that was god's heart mm. uh, and i think every couple should uh, should work towards being friends and enjoying each other's company yeah, yeah? and um, i think that's um, that is definitely primary beyond that the more that we work on and invest uh, in marriage uh, the more you know we end up getting out of it mm. and i believe god has intended for marriage to be a place where um, you know it is a, it is a, it is a refuge it is a place of comfort mm. it's a place of help you know when either of us are in need um, it is a place where you learn to die to your mm. selfishness and mm. you learn to actually become like god and to love like god mm. i don't think you will learn love any other way as well as you will in a, a close relationship like marriage mm. i think it was designed by god to teach us how to love unselfishly yeah. we raise uh, we get to raise up children in the love and the fear of god mm. you know, and that was god's purpose as well raise up uh, raise up a generation that will and teach them my ways yeah. and pass that on mm. and in marriage we model the love of god and the church how mm. jesus you know loves his bride so this there's so many purposes i think god has can there's, there's so much that god can do mm. through a marriage that is uh, according to his will and centered around him mm. so i think the potential in in marriage is is limitless so much, so yeah. much yeah yeah it's amazing see i know for a fact that the both of you are in the ministry and and pastor you you travel a lot you have a lot of commitments locally and uh, in in and through WICC and Trotby you're so often It's caught up in serving God and doing what God has given you uh, to do your assignments um so sometimes it can become challenging to give time to priorities at home and at church and the traveling ministry and, and then uh, your immediate children and your uh, spiritual children your mentees all of those people that you have to prioritize and give your time so how do you manage uh, prioritizing your uh, relationships your time your resources your your budget your money how do you prioritize what is the order of your priorities well um well, even when we are speaking about the purpose of marriage one of the purpose of marriage we understand is to establish god's kingdom mm. in the lives of people mm. his kingdom in their hearts and so when that becomes part of the purpose of marriage that like we, we said we must we must come to a place of understanding that there has to be an allocation of time and resources towards that yeah once there is an agreement that there has to be an allocation of time and resources when two agree usually there is peace in it mm. until 
the conflicts come in when there are unmet expectations mm. so in terms of uh, how to keep the priorities right and allocate resources i think we must first define our priorities mm. in a marriage our priorities are like she said communion and companionship and all of that or help in need to get out of selfish life um marriage also one of the purpose of marriage is to model christ to one another mm. that the other one can see christ in the one and be able to grow towards and to know god to represent christ to the world and to establish the kingdom of god uh, fulfill the lord's ministry uh, by working the kingdom of god so if we want to do it we got to define that priorities first first uh, the, the to define the priorities uh, of marriage companionship and mission are i think the two most important priorities of marriage mm-hmm. companionship one with another yeah and then companionship with god which actually delivers the mission of god mm. which includes even children mm. uh, it becomes part of our mission mm-hmm. that uh, you know when i travel out and we do these discipleship schools in different places and various places hana comes back and she says uh you know don't forget we got two disciples at home mm-hmm. and uh, and that helps me get in perspective wait a minute you know she's right these two disciples are probably the most important two disciples of my entire life mm-hmm. uh, the children that god has blessed us with mm. and so the importance of prioritizing discipleship at home as mm. much as wanting to change the world mm-hmm. if you know me i don't have i never dream small dreams mm-hmm. uh, i dream always dream things that are, that is impossible for me to do mm. and so when it, when we do that um, i think up also depends on our uh, capacities different people have different capacities mm-hmm. some people can handle more some multitask some single task uh, some have lesser capacity so understanding our capacity what we all do is that we take more Mm. on our plate mm-hmm. when we see there is more space and i think all of us do it i do it for one mm-hmm. um, does, we all do it we mm. take more on our plate when we see when we take more on our plate in itself it is not wrong right i think what we really need to know is how to you know let go of certain things mm. when we have to bring on other things mm. in our life what is the season we are living in what is the season now i travel a lot and hana has consciously chosen she says i need to be home for the children i right. need to be here because this is what god wants to do in mm. this season and mm. i can tell you for one hana has really poured into both the children mm. and i have come and i've poured in too mm. but she has held the fort at home and she f- has felt the need for that yeah there are some other women who may feel career is important to them or right. or their jobs or all those things are different i think there has to be an agreement between the two spouses otherwise things mm. will rupture mm. so what we did is we define priorities that companionship mm. uh, and mission mm. so companionship meant if we want these priorities to work we we looked at four simple words that we you know we said number one we said let, we we have to make this intentional mm. companionship had to be intentional mm. mission had to be intentional mm. right so if i had to make companionship intentional which means we had to schedule time with each other there are mm. days we'll just go out and hang out or talk mm. uh, and if you don't schedule it sometimes in our busy schedules it, it just it will not lost. happen we had kept fridays as our family day mm. and then uh, you know kind of a revival broke out in our midst uh, and then fridays was the day we could keep 
uh, insist, you know, continuous intercession. Mm. And so we we moved the family prayer from Friday because Friday was the day everybody had time to pray together. Mm. And then uh, the whole family went for fasting and praying and all of that. And then we said, wait a minute, the whole the, the Fridays are gone. Now what do we do? So we rebooted and we said, okay, now let's try Mondays. Mm. So I think we have, there's no one season in life where that, that formula fits everything. Yeah. But there has to be intentionally rebooting mm-hmm. what has worked. You can't mm-hmm. fight over rigidity. Mm-hmm. There has to be an agreement that this is what we want to achieve mm-hmm. and let us reboot mm-hmm. in such a way that we can achieve what we want to achieve. So I think uh, companionship and mission has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Like for family prayer, forever we struggle to have family prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, as a pastor's home, we, we struggled to have family prayer because not that we didn't like it, we were just mm-hmm. too busy. Mm-hmm. And the kids were growing up, and as the kids grow up, when they're small, uh, and even before the uh, the kids came, it was easy to pray here and there. When mm. kids came, it had to be scheduled, it had to be organized, mm. and we struggled. And uh, she would constantly tell me, "You must lead the family prayer. You must bring together everybody." There were times I would tell her, "You help me. You help me bring it together." One day she said, "Let's sort this out. Tell me how do we have family prayer properly?" So I thought for a while, and I said, "Okay, let's take this decision. Uh, no family prayer." No dinner. Hmm. Uh, so we will not eat uh, if we don't pray together. Hmm. So we made it intentional. Hmm. And uh, she has this amazing ability to warm the food up uh, before family prayer. And once hmm. the smell of food gets in my nose, I <laughs> want to eat. But we continued to decide, you know, let's pray. And then sometimes our family prayer would go for half an hour, one hour. Yeah. You know, some maybe one and a half hours. We don't know. We'll just go because we made it not just intentional. Secondly, we made it exciting. Mm. When the kids were small, we didn't have, we didn't pray for the missionaries in Africa in the family prayer. Mm -hmm. When the kids were small, we read uh, children's Bible out to them. Mm. And uh, there would be only two or three lines and pictures. And the kids would be on our shoulders and Mm. looking over their head and looking Mm. at the pictures. And there are times we would act out the whole thing. We would have Jonah's story going and I would be the whale and my son Mm. would be Jonah. (laughs) And we'd be running around the house. Mm. Uh, The Jonah is going to be swallowed by the whale. And so we made it exciting Mm. uh, for them. Uh, We made it intentional, we made it exciting. Thirdly, we made it informed. We begin to find out how better can we do it. We read about some things or maybe about the marriage. We read about marriage. We read about parenting. We read about how do we... So we had to keep ourselves informed. informed. We have to improve on the information we have so that we can make it better. Mm. We read about raising children or read about keeping love in the marriage or mm. something. And fourthly, we would decide we want to keep it influential. Mm. That I wanted to influence her to be a better Christian. And, mm. and uh, I've seen through the years down the road, she's now comes to a place of influencing me to be, be a mm. better Christian. And so we begin to influence each other and now together we're influencing the children. Right. So I think these four things really helped us keeping it intentional, being, uh, be keeping our priorities right, intentional, keeping it exciting, mm. Uh, mm. doing some fresh things. Sometimes just tell her, let's go out, do some stuff, or let's right. have fun or something. And then keeping it informed and mm. then keeping it influential. Uh, in terms of allocating resources, well, what would you say? Um, I think to add to... Uh you know, the priorities, uh, I think anything in life that is not taken care of uh, will die or wither away. You know, any garden that is left to itself will only grow weeds. Right. Uh, and anything good needs work, needs effort, mm. uh, needs time, needs energy. And what 
ever we give our energies and time into will flourish will gl- right. grow right. um so i think it is you know, important for uh, you know everyone especially those in the ministry uh, or in the church uh, to prioritize uh, marriage constantly as something that is uh, real that needs work and time and effort and energy yeah. and uh, it does not just happen you know you mm. don't just say the vows and uh, then you just do life and you have a great marriage right. so unless we're constantly deciding to do to to look at the marriage and you know where are we how is our communication how is our time mm. uh, we will not enjoy a, a good marriage so i think it's a, and in every season like he said we may not have a lot of time there are mm. seasons where weeks together you know there's uh, ministry and there's conferences and meetings but at the end of it we plan okay after this season we we need time you know we yeah. must have time with the children mm. we must have time with each other uh so i think for different seasons we kind of agree together that this next couple of weeks is busy mm. but after that we must you know schedule it slot right. it out in the calendar um so i think unless we and if anything is just left to itself it mm. will it will die yeah, uh, yeah so i think um, so when it talks you know when we talk about resources being put into it um i think um, time is huge Mm. Uh, is is probably the biggest the thing biggest that you know we yeah. can invest mm. uh, your time your energy your words your money uh, you know all of that and even people you know there are there are people there are times you have to say no to people mm-hmm. for the sake of the marriage there are t- times you have to say no to the marriage for the sake of investing in people mm. uh, i think the wisdom to know the right seasons mm-hmm. is really important right. and especially when the children are growing up there have been stages in the children's life where we've known that there is a need they're going through some stuff mm. uh, we need to give them more time mm. more you know energy into them mm. uh, more effort more uh, they need more inputs from us they need more words they need more encouragement mm. uh, they may be going through a difficult time at school or with uh, with their own you know it, they mm. it, kids go through stuff and mm-hmm. it we unless we have the wisdom of god to identify it and invest in them Mm. uh we can end up you know losing out on our children yeah. so i think it's the wisdom of god that helps us mm. uh prioritize for every season mm. that's you know? true and i don't think a formula will work all for through everybody. life yeah. yeah everybody in every season every of season. life yeah. it it will keep changing Amen. yeah and uh, we also need to know uh if uh, in allocating of resources of people there will be some early part of our life our church may be small our ministries may be small we have a handful of people and to pour into their lives and some may leave some may stay some will be faithful mm. when they come in learning to empower some of them mm. is going to be so important for us to take the next thing in the next season of our life mm. but challenges that i find as many pastors they 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 struggle to empower because they haven't spent time equipping mm. and sometimes maybe the equipped person just leaves mm. and they don't have a second and there's no formula god has mm. to bring the people yeah. but nevertheless we have to nurture the people empower them so that we will be in a better shape in the next season to mm. take on uh the next thing that god has for us yeah by having empowered a previous group of people and so i think that's uh, important to allocate uh absolutely but i have been asked a lot by especially you know couples that are working during the week and they are caught up with their work from monday to friday go early in the morning come late in the evening almost in the night and then on a saturday and a sunday 
they're caught up with church rehearsals worship team you know serving in whatever way possible and then they end up not having time for each other because of this and so so where do you think uh, you know a sacrifice can be made or where do you think what do you what would you advise to couples who are in a fixed routine of working monday to friday and they love the house of god they want to give their best to the house of god uh, so what would your uh, advice be to them um well i think um, i think we have to um, look at both for example if we're doing a job that is taking too much out of us i think we actually need to pray about uh what we can do if we can do something differently mm. um i don't know if uh, you know uh, say a 12 hour you know I, i know there are people that work that long right, right. if that is wise to be you know putting that much time mm. uh, into your workplace when it comes to the weekends also we believe that um, all volunteers should get a week off mm. uh we try to compulsorily give them mm. uh, some of them loved especially young people mm. love to serve every single week they want yeah. to just be there in church yeah. uh, but we've seen uh, that they actually work better mm. if they're just given uh, some off, breaks yeah. and i think that is good to have mm. even for those serving the church but i think there ha- there again it has to be a balance in both that uh, just as much as uh they need to take a break from the you know even serving the church mm. they they definitely need to to keep an eye on how how much work is taking out of them yeah i don't yeah. think we're created to be um you know to be slaves to the workplaces right. well i know the system today is difficult mm-hmm. um and we encourage our people in church to pray and uh, to uh, some of them actually take jo- take decisions to leave jobs uh that that do take so much out of them and you know mm. go for different options yeah. just so that they can have more time with the family right. more time for their own health even mm. you know because it takes a huge toll on them so i think right. um the, both you know everything in life needs to be brought into the right balance yeah. when anything tips you know everything the whole thing will tip along yeah. with it yeah. yeah i think there's a there's a there, there was someone in our church who was working 7 in the morning to 12 one in the night wow and uh and would come back and i said this is not a normal home mm. and uh, you need to find a new job mm. so i begin to insist that people that work these kind of jobs mm. have to change jobs mm. and some people didn't have the option because that was the only option the markets are not so good whatever but i would tell them you have to start thinking out of the box mm. uh there are a lot of people in the secular that have been working say in f- first world countries who are leaving their jobs coming back to india and working as farmers or working in you know just because they just knew that that was not the world that god had intended or designed mm. uh so i think believing god for new jobs is mm. important mm. secondly having multiple streams of income mm. we have to train our people to start thinking of multiple streams of income yeah uh not just one stream of income so yeah. that when one fails you still have something else going it may be investments in something or it mm. may be so getting our people who you know the bible says it is god who gives us the ability to make wealth mm. and salary is just one way mm. and i know people who are salaried who are investing some of their money making money work for them mm. and mm. maybe do some small business on the side right. that act in different ways and um, we also have seen uh, that there are times where one spouse mm. uh decides to take uh, off from give up their job 
mm. and it's not easy because the income goes down yeah but we have seen families in our church mm. take a decision asking is how much is enough mm. we have to answer that question uh, every spouse must answer every couple must answer that question how much is enough mm. uh, like if i have uh, uh, say a 1000 or 2000 dollars income mm. is that enough or do i still need my 5000 mm. or my 10000 dollar income mm. and i think every couple to achieve their priorities in life need mm. to decide now hannah was working uh, a, a job which brought in an income mm. for us till 2015 2015 she came up to me she's saying you know uh, do you think uh, it's okay for me to come full time into the ministry mm. and i said uh, if it's the lord's time you must come mm. um and for us we decided mm. that even the absence of her salary was okay mm. we will figure this out we'll trust god the mm. lord will provide and we've seen how the lord has provided uh, abundantly so trusting god for it is very very key mm. reorganizing our time i think some churches pastors make the mistake of not being sensitive to people's need for break yeah and i think that's important mm. so in our church now we roster everything everything is rostered so even the offs are rostered mm. worship team compulsory once a month everyone has to be standing in the crowd mm. every worship team member must be worshiping in the crowd mm. at least once a month you cannot mm. be on stage mm. even if they want to be on stage mm. they just give it just be there and just worship mm. uh, ushering teams different teams we mm. try to help them get uh, a, uh, time a time off even the preaching ministry pastoral teams uh, we get uh, time off by just allowing someone else to minister right even though we have multiple services and mm. things like that we mm. help people get uh, time off to just so i think making that choice is very important deciding how much is enough is extremely important yeah. both in the workplace and uh, in, in the, in the, the house yeah. in the church that's amazing that's uh, let me ask you this uh, do you have difference of personalities opinions perspectives do you have conflicts Uh, do you have challenges thank you for tuning in this morning i hope that you enjoyed the conversation so far we're going to continue with this conversation next month in the next episode of marriage talk but until then continue to enjoy serving god together wherever you are placed and if you need prayers feel free to reach out to us god bless you